This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this uh, Thursday morning, December the 15th. 2022. Ah, Christmas is right around the corner next week. 2022 is just about to end. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. I got some rain falling this morning. Cloud cover, ceiling's pretty low, but it's going to get up into the 50s today. Mild weather for December. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and put your email address in there. We'll let you know when our next episode comes out. And these are your top five headlines for this Thursday. Let's start off with headline number five. Peru declares state of emergency due to violent protests. From Reuters, Peru's defense minister announced a nationwide state of emergency on Wednesday, which will take effect in the next few hours and allow soldiers to assist police in maintaining public safety after a week of fiery protests and road blockades. The protests were sparked by the ousting of former President Pedro Castillo on December the 7th in an impeachment vote. Castillo, a leftist elected in 2021, was arrested after illegally trying to dissolve the Andean Nations Congress, the latest in a series of political crises the world's second-largest copper producer has faced in recent years. From the Associated Press, the declaration includes the suspension of the rights of personal security and freedom, including the rights of assembly and freedom of movement. Authorities also will be able to search people's homes without permission or judicial order. Atarola said the government has not determined whether a curfew will be imposed. All right, so a lot of news coming out of Peru. This is what leftists do. This is how Marxists take over countries. This is how communists, totalitarian nations, this is what they This is their modus operandi. So they come in, they get elected either through cheating or promising all kinds of things. And then once they get into office, they start stripping the powers, stripping the congressional institutions and implementing their own totalitarian dictatorships. We see the same thing going on in the U.S., unfortunately. The leftists are becoming more and more prevalent, more obvious. Censorship is a key component of totalitarianism, as you know. You can see it in China. So when you see the big tech companies censoring people, this is a sign that we have some problems with totalitarianism somewhere. CCP, most likely, they're our our biggest adversary, probably Russian, and who knows who else. A lot of the colleges have been indoctrinating young people to believe that socialism and communism is a good idea. Bernie Sanders, another example AOC, all these socialist communists who are very ignorant of history have no idea what totalitarianism looks like. They think they can do a better job. Once they get into power, then another dictator comes in, knocks them out, and then we got a totalitarian state similar to what you have around the world, these banana republics, these uh, areas like what happened in Brazil, Peru, what you have in China, CCP, Russian dictators. That's what that's all about. Now, do we really want that here in the U.S.? Seriously, think about it. All right, headline number four. 
Washington Post announces additional layoffs for Q1 of 2023. National Review, the Washington Post is expected to execute more layoffs in the new year after suffering a massive loss of subscribers in 2022. Publisher Fred Ryan announced the dismissals at a company town hall Wednesday. The layoffs will happen in the first quarter of 2023 and will make up a single-digit percentage of the current staff, Ryan said, without specifying the number of employees who would be terminated. Reporter Annie Gower New, Washington Post publisher Fred Ryan refuses to take staff questions after announcing Q1 layoffs in town hall. This is a very interesting exchange between Fred Ryan and the employees. Let's listen to this now in their own words. We will have we'll have more information as we move forward. Thank you very much. Okay, so a very interesting discussion there between Fred uh, Ryan and uh, the younger generation. These uh, sound like Gen Zs or millennials. They're very. Um, this is the snowflake generation. The ones that are so entitled, they don't realize that. They're working for a large corporation, and the corporation makes all the rules. And as far as the employees go, that's just the way it is. If they need to make layoffs, they need to cut jobs, that's what they do. That's life. And unfortunately, this younger generation feels so entitled, they feel, you know, they start yelling and arguing. That's not a way to uh, influence your boss. Sorry, it don't work that way. So a little wake-up call for um, those that work at the Washington Post. Washington Post is... Um, you know, another one of those rags, those leftist rags. People don't trust them. They're just losing viewership. The market speaks. All right, headline number three. Three more states move to ban TikTok while Senator Rubio seeks to ban the Chinese app outright. From the Daily Wire, three more governors are joining the growing number of states banning employees from using TikTok on state-owned devices. In separate orders announced Tuesday and Wednesday, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum and Alabama Governor Kay Ivey all prohibited state employees from using the Chinese-owned social media app on devices owned by the state. The three states are the latest to ban the app following similar moves already made by a half-dozen other states and bipartisan legislation to ban TikTok in Congress. Marco Rubio, the communist government of China, can access the private data of any American using TikTok anytime they want TikTok should be banned. All right, so we've talked about this before. TikTok is a very dangerous app. It collects all kinds of data on the American people. It has the ability to go in and scrape data off of your computers. Sensitive information, tracking you, what your likes are, your dislikes, your political viewpoints. It also has a big influence on our young people. The algorithms are designed to break down morality through showing certain sexually provocative videos that create a character issue and a cultural issue that is very inappropriate for young people. When you look at TikTok in China, it's completely different. It's uplifting and inspiring. They don't allow scantily dressed women dancing in their kitchen. It's a different type of TikTok there, yet here the algorithm is designed 
to break down our morality as well as collecting huge amounts of data on the American people. So absolutely, this device should be banned from the American people. All right, headline number two. Governor Newsom urges Biden to halt revoking Title 42. It is about time he recognizes the problems at the border. Town Hall, Governor Gavin Newsom, Democrat from California, is warning California that the state could break amid President Joe Biden's decision to reverse Title 42, which allows police and border officers to expedite the expulsion of illegal immigrants. The Biden administration is planning to reverse the Trump-era policy, which Newsom says would cause a huge flow of illegal migrants to enter the state through the southern border. Charlie Kirk, even Gavin Newsom is warning that the U.S. immigration system is about to break. Thanks for saying something, Gavin, but with 2.5 million border crossings this year, it's already beyond broken. Rescinding Title 42 will devastate America. God help us. Well, if Gavin Newsom is complaining about the border situation, you know we've got a problem because that guy's very far left. He's got all kinds of leftist ideas. The fact that he sees it as a problem and the Biden administration and Joe Biden's comments were it's not important enough to take a trip down to the southern border. We've got a big, serious problem, and that thing's going to expire on the 21st of this month. Already there's huge amounts, 2,400 people coming in, li- in lines into the U.S. It's an invasion of our southern border, absolute invasion, bringing drugs in, sex trafficking, human trafficking. The cartels own both the northern and southern borders. It's an invasion, plain and simple. needs to be stopped. Everybody that can hear my voice needs to contact their representatives in their states and tell them to close the border, close the damn border. It's a serious problem. It's going to ruin our country. American people aren't aware of it. Tell your friends. Get out there. Make some phone calls. Let's close the border. All right. Headline number one. Iran ousted from UN's Women's Rights Council. It took them long enough. Bloomberg, the United Nations 45-member commission on the status of women, ejected Iran from the body in response to the country's deadly crackdown on nationwide anti-government protests. Some 29 countries voted in favor of a motion to remove Iran from the commission, while eight countries, including China and Russia, voted against the move on Wednesday. So the real question is, is what are the eight countries? Well, China and Russia are at the top of that list. That should tell you something right there. So you know who's on the right side of history and who's on the wrong side. It's a good thing. Finally, the, uh, the world community is waking up to the atrocities going on in Iran, the fact that they're executing these young people for standing up and speaking their voice, protesting. We had the soccer player that was, uh, I'm not sure if he's been executed yet, but I know he, he was supposed to be executed for protesting at the World Cup. Haven't heard any big news about that, but wouldn't surprise me if he's already been executed. We'll have to check on that. But this is Iran. This is the situation we have in Iran, and finally, the UN and the, and the global community has stood up and opposed what Iran stands for. That's good news, and uh, let's hope that uh, this pressure continues on that country and that the people continue to rise up and let's see a collapse of those dictatorial mullahs that have been running that country for so many years. 
All right, those are your top five headlines for this Thursday, December the 15th. We're just a, a week out or so for Christmas. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless everybody. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.